trying to think of new ways <laughs> to explain to people who have not been to China or maybe even Asia mm. how big the malls are here. So I'm going to try to tell it in a new way. Okay, let's see. So NASA has this huge box on its property that is where it keeps rockets. And it's, it's basically a huge cube, but it's just this mm. 10 story, 12 story tall mm. mammoth box mm. and people know it. Mm. So if you know that box, that one that I'm talking about, I was in um, Shenyang, I think it was, and I was just driving an in taxi with my wife and I looked and I saw a giant box like that. That's just next to the road with minimal windows and some signs down on the second level with that had different like brands on it. And I said, look, Summer, a mall. So uh, when I say that these malls are huge, I mean, they are like these super giant like sh skyscrapers that are 10 or 12 stories tall that are shaped like a cube mm. and or some of them some some of them are shaped like different things but mm. some of them are like this you go inside and it's like a world in fact <laughs> the Qingnian Lu Joy City the Joy City in the northeast of Beijing has its own apartment complex behind it and you live in the mall apartments so they're actually you know Daiyuecheng Apartments next to yeah. the Joy City over there. So like you can literally live in the mall and like be attached to it's insane. It's like having little cities. Yeah. One of these malls when it is at its fullest is as busy as my entire mom's hometown, Oakdale, California. Mm. So I, 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 don't, I don't know how to explain it better than that. <laughs> yeah. I will say that that mall specifically that mall I have never, ever successfully found wherever I'm meeting my friends in that mall <laughs> within just one try. Oh, it's okay. yeah. Like you have to know that mall very well. And then you have They're to still there waiting for you. I'm always late. And I, <laughs> so I started to <laughs> I started to go like at least I try to get there at least 30 minutes before the set time wow. of meeting because it has um I think it has I don't know eight floors or something and it has different sections and not all the escalators go to take you to the section you want to go to right yeah, they send you off some random place yeah. because they want you to get lost there and buy stuff. And it's not like, you know, just like southeast, west, north, or it's not a grid. It's like different weird shapes of places. And there's like an east side and west side, whatever. It's like an Escher. It's like an Escher drawing. I, I don't know what that is, but it probably describes what I <laughs> what I experience at Joy City. But I'm just like, it's, and then it's got so many restaurants. It's ridiculous how many restaurants are there. You probably agree with anyone that has been to Joy City mm. has to agree with the fact that there are way too many restaurants. But even with that number of restaurants, anytime you go during meal time, lunch or dinner time, Slammed. there's a line. There's a yeah. line. I just don't understand. <laughs> Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. My name is Jason. Today with me is Alex Schur. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is Alex. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know... 
I there's a new mall we were talking about in a recent episode that's near my home. It's one of those Chinese super malls that people in the West will not understand until they see. Yeah. But I was wondering, and it's full. It's absolutely full. And at peak times, you know, there's lines to get into restaurants. But I'm wondering in the age of Amazon, Jing Dong and Taobao, why do people still go out to mammoth shopping centers? A new article on CNN entitled The U.S. Mall is Not Dying. Author Eva Rotherberg argues the institution is transforming in new times. The view from China is very much the same, even as more and more malls are being built at incredible speeds. Do you go to malls, Alex? I do. I actually go kind of often, but most of the time I would be going there to eat. Oh, you say most. <laughs> so some of the time you're like buying a t-shirt. For sure. There are times where, regardless of how convenient online shopping has made our life to be, there are still times mm. you just want it now, you know? <laughs> and then it seems like a bigger hustle to go to the mall, to get dressed, go to the mall and, and shop for stuff. But if you think about it, you can get what you need within a matter of an hour or two if you are efficient with your time that you spent in the mall, whereas online shopping is probably going to take at least a day or two, you know? Well, let me ask you another question. Yeah. Do you also shop online? <laughs> Guilty as charged. Not food. Not food. Like, you Guilty know, as I don't charged. Know, hats, oh shoes, my God. Bags. I buy so much stuff online. I shouldn't be allowed. So, so you buy both online and in physical person. Wait, I have another question. Three. Yes. When you are in the mall and you see something that you want, do you ever think, this is cheaper online and pull your phone out and buy it. I don't do that. Interesting enough, I don't really do that because it's a lot of, um, it takes me out of the moment of walking around the shops um, and just looking at, you know, looking at goods. And I, I also feel kind of guilty for, you know, I'm pretty sure I don't have to feel guilty <laughs> about it, but I just feel bad a little bit in some way. I was like, mm. you're making me feel really bad. Right? I was in the silk market and uh, I was negotiating with the lady there for the price of a, a button up yeah, shirt. Yeah, negotiating. <laughs> and, and during the negotiations, I said, that I could just go online and buy this and that helped the price come down. So now yeah. I feel extra bad because not only did I, you know, want to buy it online, I threatened the tailor that I could. Oh no. I, I, was, I wasn't like being mean, but like, I was like, oh, this is cheaper online. I can just buy it there. And then she's yeah. like, okay. I'll go to your price. Oh, no. Well, I mean, this means you are you have adapted to the Chinese shopping style very well. <laughs> well, you know, my wife, she does that. She'll go into like a store uh -huh. and she'll say, no, 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 don't buy that. Especially for expensive things. Like if it's electronics, that kind of stuff. She say, don't, no, 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 don't buy it. Let's see what it is like. And then we'll order it online, mm. which is cool here in China, because uh, I don't think that if you go into like Xiaomi or Huawei store, they actually get commissioned. Okay. So if you buy it online, there's equally as happy that you're still buying their brand. I mean, I guess so. But I always feel like, you know, whatever you buy in the store, the people get their physical bonuses. Is Maybe. that true? It's possible. Right? I don't know. See, he was, I don't know, because I was in Wuhan the last time I bought a phone. We were in a mm. Xiaomi store and we said, oh, how much is this? And they said, it's this. But then they they were like, but it's cheaper online. And then we all pulled out, you know, our phones and they. That is true. Sometimes they do tell you, they say, hey, we have this deal online or whatever. But I'm pretty sure the corporate or the brand within itself, like internally, they figured out a way to boost sales overall. So so they don't really care mm. who sells more. But I also feel like it kind of defeats my purpose of going to a shop in the first place. Because part of the thrill of 
purchasing stuff online is that you don't know whether, especially for clothes, you actually don't know whether it's going to fit perfectly or not. So you gotta keep that excitement of, of opening the package and trying it on till when you receive the product. And if I already tried it on in the shop and I just want it, mm. I'll just take it home. Right, <laughs> right. I think of things that mm. I, I need that I don't need, you know, once and I, I'll buy those and they come to my home and it's wonderful. But I also have two other reasons that I still go to physical malls. One is, what are they? well, I mean, one is I don't actually go intend to buy anything. I intend to like walk around or whatever, but then I end up seeing stuff yeah. and then it's like impulse buy time. I know. Number two is my wife and I, you know, sometimes we want to go to the mall as a date. You know, we go on, we deliberately go on a date or two a week to yeah. bring ourselves out and to be a couple in that way. Mm. And so the mall, mall is great for that. And, you know, malls don't just have stuff. They have entertainment. So that is something that we can physically do. And that's actually what this article by Eva Rotherberg is about. Before we get to it, I want to highlight mm. one more thing. There are still empty offices in New York City and London and Paris and, and you know, in yeah. Shanghai and Beijing also where people, because people are working remotely now, uh, there are most a lot of people. Yeah, not everyone, but, uh, you know, a greater portion of us are working remotely than were four years ago. And yeah. so the consequence is there's less office space needed. Mm. And so a lot of places like the mall because of online shopping and office spaces because people are transitioning to working from remotely mm -hmm. are empty. So. Eva Rotherberg argues that these spaces are being transformed from office spaces to entertainment venues. Mm. So you have an office building, but now you have an escape room there instead of like, I don't know, some startup. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm not sure. I'm, I've never been to an escape room myself, but is this a global thing or is this just a Chinese thing? Cause it's so popular here. No, this is global. And so everybody does that. Yeah, this is not just in China. Yeah, in America, they have escape rooms too. Now I'm more oh, of a... you thought this was yeah, just in China. Yeah, because I've never been to, to an <laughs> escape room myself. I'm not claustrophobic, but I just... I've never been either. It doesn't sound interesting to Yeah, me. I'm also scared of the possibility of me just looking like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I heard an idea. It was like just an Instagram idea. And this idea, I will go for. Okay. It's not a room you escape from, but it's a larger space. And it, they have like a room that's locked. Oh, wow. And I would love to try that. That would be so much fun. And you know, they all have security, faux security guards and laser beams and all that stuff. Yeah. And you got to break into the vault. If it's riddle focused or if it's clue focused, then yes, I will be down. But I know I've heard stories where it's very physically demanding as well. Like you have to crawl into some kind of space, or whatever. And I'm just like, what if I get stuck in there and I don't even get to do the rest of the puzzle? The, <laughs> the riddle. Bring... I don't get to show people how smart I am. I just get stuck in the tunnel. And I was like, you know what? What are those no. things that the fire department bring to us help people escape? They have this giant claw mechanism that like, I forget what it's called, but if you get stuck in a space the fire department has uh -huh. special equipment to basically break the space open to help save you get, <laughs> get out and then and then a, a very handsome firefighter is going to say don't you worry i'm gonna i'm gonna get you out of here today <laughs> well hey then maybe yes then maybe that's a yes fit because they have to pass like fitness portfolios all the time constantly so yeah you know you know that's not the end of the world so okay i wanted to talk a little bit about this because in the 
West, they're doing the same thing as that we're doing here in China. Not just escape rooms, but like, you know, laser tag and go-karts and all that stuff, which we have here in Beijing everywhere. I don't know about, mm. I don't know about the uh, Chaoyang side of the, the city, but over here on the cool side, oh, we're bringing over this here up. on okay. the West side of Beijing, we have really cool stuff. So you go to Wukasong right now, for example, uh-huh. they do have go-karts. So Wukasong, for people who don't know, is actually four stories. <laughs> One of those stories is underground. So you have, but it's open to the, to you know, to the sky. So you have this yeah. really cool open area that's way cooler than Stanley Tune. And oh, wow. you have okay. all of these go-karts that actually go from level to level and go around and through the entire mall now. Wait, yeah, I did not see that. I actually did go to Huaxi the other day, but I didn't see, see the go-kart. Would have loved to try. So you can drive go-karts around the mall and zoom around. And it's open space, so it doesn't get all fumey or whatever. I don't know if it's use electri- electricity <laughs> or, or gas or sound. It's open. It's like an open space mall, which is really cool. And so, you know, they also have other things there, like um, a painting studio Mm. where you go inside and you pay by the hour to sit there and paint like I guess balloons. I don't know whatever they paint, paint. balloons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen where they paint like hot air balloon paintings and stuff. Anyways, they have an art gallery there. So what's happening is we're going from buy t-shirt store right to go and be entertained and engage venues. So we're, malls and public spaces that were once reserved for businesses and for material things mm. are transforming in some cases to be very fun and ga- engaging. Yeah, absolutely, and that. Ha- kind of been something we're a little more used to here that a mall does everything for you You can pretty much spend a whole day there but i'm glad to see Mm. i mean when i was in the states i did see malls that have oh i didn't did i see malls i don't remember malls in the states that i went to i can't even remember them by names oh goodness well there are malls maybe it's because (laughs) yeah it's just because it's a feel a short while ago it's like a couple years ago they absolutely do have malls and you know sometimes they're attached to a movie theater sometimes they're not and that's something that's very different that's, that's what I was trying to remember. Different. Here in China, yeah. if there's a mall, you can guarantee there's a movie theater. And there's, there's, there's a movie theater for too. sure. And they also have an arc, arcade or yeah. two or three arcades. And they have like, you know, 10 different kinds of cafes and tea shops and you know, 20 restaurants. It's a totally different level here in China. So now a lot of these spaces that used to be reserved for, yeah. I don't want to name a bunch of brand names, but you know, your pants and your shoes and your shirt sh- shops, they're still there, but there are mm. less of them and there are more. Just cool <laughs> things to do. More arcades, yeah. more massage places, more places to get your nails done, more go-karts, more laser tag, more escape rooms, more all of these really cool kinds. And they have VR spaces yeah. now. I saw this in Wuhan in a mall and the very cool Jianghan Walking Street. There's a t- tall mall there and they had a VR space. And I saw a VR. I was at Siftis, yeah. uh, China International Forum for Trade and Services. Mm. For fair for trade and services. Oh yeah, and yeah. That's, of, a, that's wow, a big the event VR stuff that's coming through. out. You don't need goggles because the room is VR. So you walk. They had these Wait, huge what? spaces and small spaces, like the size of a bedroom and the size of you know an entire warehouse, where people were running around uh-huh. and there were things on the wall, but there were also holographic projections. So it was like being in a Mario Land or you know some Nintendo game. You're inside the game, running around trying to wave your hand. No, no goggles. 
just physically in front of you and you're jumping up and wow. down and tagging things on the floor and the floor is lighting up and darkening and it's a totally new level now. Hey, that kind of answered my biggest concern to VR, which is, you know, it kind of confines you to this individual space and you can't really share your VR experience with another person. If you're saying the whole room is converted into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this VR experience, that means like you and I or and we'll bring summer, we'll bring whoever will go, we'll yeah. be in that space together and we can all see what's in virtual reality. There's a lot of jumping though. So, you know, our, our team is going to lose. I'm not into jumping. That, um, yeah, I'm not particularly, uh, you know, into that much physical movement. So. You know, there's something coming at you in Mario and in these kinds of video games. You have to jump over it. I don't know if I can do that with, you know, when you're pushing a button with your thumb, it's totally different than like actually jumping. I would love to see how I would react in a space like that, because when I was trying VR games, when there was even if it's just a like a snake that's not really moving towards me, if it's just there, I still get really scared and had to take the goggles off i wonder if oh you mean a fake uh, not a real wow <laughs> i thought you meant a snake <laughs> i mean hey if i was wearing the goggles i wouldn't know if there was a real snake next to me or not so you're afraid so, of snakes noted noted um, uh, <laughs> can i tell you a terrifying story uh, yes please i love terrifying stories especially if it terrifies you <laughs> well it's not terrifying to me it was terrifying to the person that i did this to Oh, no. I do tell. thought I was being funny and I was playing a gag. I used to work at a mm. work establishment that yeah. has lots of toys in it. It's full of like, I would say, hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of toys of every kind. Whatever you could think of mm. that exists in the real world. There's a version of it here in mm. this work place that is identical so you have turtles and snakes and computers and eggs and whatever and there was a lady who i was we were putting away these kinds of toys into this library of toys and i found a posh what do they call plush snake so it's like a teddy bear Mm. but it's a snake and so i threw it at her because i was just being funny but turns out she's scared of snakes and she fell on the ground and it was like i don't know near her or on her i don't remember and she began crying and bawling so i had to remove the snake and then go get our leader and like report what had happened (laughs) and hey um i did this (laughs) yeah exactly poor lady yeah i feel really bad you know i I, when people say they're scared of snakes and and i guess there's patterns of dots on your arms and like there's uh spiders and heights and uh, public speaking i guess these things i don't know how i would throw public speaking at someone but there could be a way but i mean i you don't really understand how terrified they are of it. Yeah, know, because it's not just she a- knew it was not real, but it still scared the living daylights out of her anyway. Yeah, for a moment, she probably thought so. But don't do that again, Jason. I won't. Don't do I learned that my lesson. People. I learned my lesson. This is don't do that to ago. people if you're listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. Well, actually, Alex, uh, I have a question for you really quickly on an aside that's not to do with malls. You are a comedian. Okay. You stand on stages. Are you? Do you have public speaking? Of for, course. You do. Wow. Of course. I think do. everyone does. I it just manifests in different ways. No, you give me a microphone and tell me to go on stage and I'm like, it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a hostage audience of people. I'm not scared at all. It's um, The stage fright thing is kind of like something that's never going to go away. I think a lot of people, for people that have been performers their whole life, they still probably feel the same way. Before they go on, they have to, mm. they usually have their own way of calming their nerves or they try to find ways to prepare themselves 
Mm. Like, you know how these NBA players, before they go on and have a a game, they still all have all of these somewhat superstitious rituals where they touch a stone or they do things. The same for us. Like, I like to have a little bit of time before I go on stage where I'm not bothered by anybody. Um, So I can, yeah, so I can get into this kind of mood because, you know, you've seen me perform before. I kind of become a different person when I'm on stage than when I'm not performing. So I need to get into. I don't know about that. Mm I'd like to think I'm a very nice person when I'm not performing, <laughs> but so I need to get into that. I need to get into that mood. And then sometimes like, you know, a lot of the factors as to whether I'm going to be nervous or not, or have the stage fright or not depends on the audience. So if the audience is already like kind of dead and, hmm. and then if the first couple of jokes didn't really work out too well, I could still finish the performance, but deep inside I do get a little, you know, uneasy. I want to go back to malls. I'm I'm trying to think of new ways <laughs> to explain to people who have not been to China or maybe even Asia mm. how big the malls are here. So I'm going to try to tell it in a new way. Okay, let's see. So NASA has this huge box on its property that is where it keeps rockets. And it's, it's basically a huge cube, but it's just this mm. 10 story, 12 story tall mm. mammoth box mm. and people know it. Mm. So if you know that box, that one that I'm talking about, I was in um, Shenyang, I think it was, and I was just driving in a taxi with my wife and I looked and I saw a giant box like that. That's just next to the road with minimal windows and some signs down on the second level with that had different like brands on it. And I said, look, Summer, a mall. So uh, when I say that these malls are huge, I mean, they are like these super giant like sh- skyscrapers that are 10 or 12 stories tall that are shaped like a cube mm. and or some of them some of some of them are shaped like different things but mm. some of them are like this you go inside and it's like a world in fact <laughs> the Qingnian Lu Joy City the Joy City in the northeast of Beijing has its own apartment complex behind it and you live in the mall apartments so they're actually you know Daiyuecheng apartments next to yeah. the Joy City over there. So like you can literally live in the mall and like be attached to it's insane. It's like having little cities. Yeah. One of these malls when it is at its fullest is as busy as my entire mom's hometown Oakdale, California. Mm. So I, I don't I don't know how to explain it better than that. <laughs> yeah, I will say that that mall, specifically that mall, I have never ever successfully found wherever I'm meeting my friends in that mall <laughs> within just one try. Oh, it's okay. yeah, like you have to know that mall very well, and then you have They're to still there waiting for you. I'm always late, and I, <laughs> so I started to <laughs> I started to go like at least I try to get there at least 30 minutes before the set time of meeting because it has, um, I think it has, I don't know, eight floors or something. And it has different sections and not all the escalators go to take you to the section you want to go to. Yeah. They send you off some random place because they want you to get lost there and buy stuff. And it's not like, you know, just like Southeast, West, North, or it's not a grid. It's like different weird shapes of places. And there's like an East side and West side, whatever. It's like an Escher. It's like an Escher drawing. I I don't know what that is, but it probably describes what I, (laughs) what I experienced at Joy City. But I'm just like, it's, it's got so many restaurants. It's ridiculous how many restaurants are there. You probably agree with anyone that has been to Joy City Mm. has to agree with the fact that there are way too many restaurants. But even with that number of restaurants, anytime you go during meal time, lunch or dinner time, there's a line. There's a line. I just don't understand. (laughs) 
Well, you know what's interesting is these malls, they usually have two sets of areas to dine. They usually have like, you know, the fifth or sixth or seventh floor kind of thing where there's mm-hmm. two or three floors covered in restaurants. And then some <laughs> of them in B1 will have like, like a food the, court, a very affordable. Yeah, the affordable yeah. dining, yeah, food court kind of stuff. And then they also have random just McDonald's popping up here and there throughout the mall. Mm. So, okay, I wanted to talk about, you know, here in China, we have dozens and dozens and dozens of cities with more than a million people, many cities, mm. with, you know, more than 10 million and a few cities with more than 20 million people in them. Yeah. So we div- it used to be divided more simply first, second, third, fourth tier cities for size. But now there is a lot more first tier cities than there used to be. There's eight or nine of them now. So yeah, I wanted to, when I, the first time I went to Yantai Shandong, where this is where my wife is from, mm. I met her, we met down at the, uh, the beach. Mm. Right. And so that's like downtown for Yantai. And I said, I, you know, this is 2013. I said, Hey, is there a cafe here? She's like, you mean you want coffee? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we went looking for coffee. Yeah. We spent half a day and I think we found a Dunkin' Donuts or something. It was like a something Wait, like that. You yeah, found that was, a Dunkin' Donuts? It was like the only place to get coffee though. There was no Starbucks. There was no Luckin'. There was no awesome, Costa. Though. There was no, I don't know, all the other brands, right? None of them. Yeah. So we ended up having to get coffee and Dunkin' Donuts. It was the only place to get it. Maybe it wasn't Dunkin'. It was some, something like that maybe. Mm. Anyways, year, now, okay, not even now, five years ago, mm. you can go there and they have have at least three super malls the size of wow. city in the city of seven or eight million people. And that's all these second and third tier cities have this now. Everywhere you go where there's more than a million people, there's going to be there a, is a super yeah. mall. Yeah, there's going to be one of these super malls that we're describing that's bigger than any mall in America. Yeah. So I traveled to Malaysia for the first time a couple of weeks ago, right, with my friend from uh, grad school. And she's from Canada. Um, so she and I were both in Kuala Lumpur for the first time. And so we're just driving by different places. And when she saw the mall, she's like, oh, wow, this mall is massive. It's so big. And it was a very nice mall. We didn't go inside. We just saw the exterior of it. And it was very, very nice. But I was like, just Wait until you come to Beijing. I'll take you to mm-hmm. these malls and then we'll talk about what massive really is. <laughs> You'll see. For us, for, uh, you know, more mm. adult, I would just say, you know, we're kind of, we're adults. Most of the right? time, yeah. So we can go to all kinds <laughs> of different, yeah, well, I mean, we know the city well enough and we have enough income to enjoy yeah. it. So if I want to go to the symphony, I can go to the NC, the National Center for the Performing Arts, NCPA, mm. or whatever. I, we, I can go to a walk around in the hutongs, like we can go to a park, we can go to all these different places. We have access to expensive things or just know where all the cool stuff is because we've been around. Absolutely. But, you know, when you're seven. 17, 18, 19 years old and you're, or 20 and you're trying to court someone, where do you go? Huh? Where do you Kids. go? Where do you go? Malls too. You go to the mall. Yeah. That's right. So when you go to the mall on Thursday, Friday, Saturday <laughs> night, it is full of young people consuming everything. Yeah. I'm so glad I got the right answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, I thought it was obvious. I think it's true in the, in America too. People yeah. go to the mall. Yeah. yeah. There's even that movie from like the 1990s mall rats where it's a bunch of young people hanging out in the mall because yeah. they have nowhere else to go or the, they have they don't have have the knowledge or the means to go anywhere else mm, and that's one of my favorite uh, season finales of uh, stranger things was that season when it happened in the mall Woo-hoo, it's so cool <laughs> so you know that's where kids go and so mm. obviously you know china it, let's just look at beijing what is the population 22 yeah. 23 24 million people yeah well how many of those are young people five six million people that are like you know, under 25 or something and oh, probably more yeah. yeah at least a few million who are old 
old enough to go out with their parents. And so where do they go? Malls. The mall. <laughs> Malls are packed. Yeah. And so it's not just about, I will want to buy a t-shirt at the Gap. Mm-hmm. It's, I want to go to a place where there are other young people. Yeah. I want to go to a, a place where there's stuff to do, where, pe- where people go. You know, if you go to the park at night, you're going to find a lot of older people, old yeah. people who are like dancing and doing Tai Chi yeah. and sword play and all kinds of, you know, pretty cool stuff. I'm looking forward to that more and more. <laughs> less mall and more park all the time. It's a slow process. Process, but I see how it works. You got to learn the Chinese songs. You got to learn the Chinese dances. You got to learn how to play chess. Yeah. You know, and then learn the Chinese Kung Fu and then you can join them. But if them. you're a, a handsome 19 year old Chinese guy, you're going to the mall because you know, that's where the other, you know, the pretty 19 year old Chinese girls are. Mm, it, it, true. Because there are places you can take them to that's not too adulty. That's not too childish. Well, I also d- don't mean just take them to, I mean, to look for. Uh, <laughs> they probably just look, they probably just want to look at the girls in their class because they spend a lot of time together. You know, that does seem like a Chinese thing. All the movies that I ever watch that where there's romance, they met in high school or they met in school mm. and then they grow up either together or apart and then end up trying to find each other later. Mm. There's a very, my childhood sweetheart, like cliche here in China. Yeah. Okay. So what about shopping for fun? Not because, not shopping because you need something and not Jason's impulse buy problem, but like, I like shopping. Mm. Those, there are those people too. Yeah. There are people that just like to do that. Are, so you're not one of them. I am a chameleon when it comes to things like this. Okay, so go on. Please tell me what you mean. You, when you're with a group of girls who likes to shop, you like to shop too. But when you're with a group of people who don't like to shop, you don't like to shop? Yeah. I see. I do. You know, also, I'm a very nice person. So if we're just kind of walking around, I could enjoy really, I can enjoy window shopping any given day. Mm-hmm. And then if these people are buying stuff, then they just enable me and I am very easily enabled. <laughs> so I can do both. And then I enjoy both and I don't despise the other and I don't look forward to the other when I'm doing one, you know? Wow. Okay. Well, he, very, yeah. I hate shopping. Oh, like overall? No, no, no. Okay. Okay. We had a, f- a friend of the show, Morris. He one time tried to distinguish between genders. And I don't know if this is okay. true or not. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's totally sexist, but I actually like it a lot. So he said, maybe back in the day, Uh You know, when we were hunter gatherers, men went out, they saw a dinosaur. Yeah, we, they were never humans and dinosaurs on the planet, by the way. Mm. So I don't know, a cheetah, whatever it is. And then they get an arrow or a stick, a pointy stick or a rock, and they have to get the animal. Then they're done. They go back. That's it. So you have one exhausting punch. And so he said, this is men as they like to shop. And this is true of me. You know what you want. You go in, you get it. You get out as soon as you can. It's like, you know, uh, like an arena to see who can be the most efficient shopper. I know I need razor blades. Mm. I go in, I get razor blades. I come out with soap and razor blades. You know, I only went over a little bit. (laughs) Now he said women are gatherers. So maybe they go around and look at the berries and they decide this one's poisonous. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not putting it in my basket. Yeah. And they go to another, they go to another, Oh, these ones are good. My kids will like these. Mm. So they're really good at like meticulously looking everything over to make sure they're getting the right thing. And so my wife, and this is true Uh when we go shopping and we go into, I don't know, I don't know what the story is. You know, imagine your favorite clothing store. Mm. She will spend an hour in there. (laughs) 
That's a short and I'm time. I'm just so bored. <laughs> I'm looking for places. To, oh, that's a short time. Oh my gosh. I'm in there five minutes. I'm like, do they have my, the t-shirt I don't like? No, goodbye. Uh. Okay. They, they, yes, I got it. I'm out of here. But she's, she's in there like looking at everything, feeling the fabric, imagining, you know, looking at the prices, trying it on, not trying it on. Oh, I want to try something else on now. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, Zara, why don't you have sofas for men? Just put some sofas down. Do they not so have So people seats? like me can sit. They don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, these big brand stores, they just leave us men mm. standing there, holding a basket, <laughs> walk, following our wife around. When we, what we really need, if you, you want our our wives or whoever to our partners to buy more. You know what would be fun? Seats for us, and then they we'll. I I can I can look at my phone for an hour or two while she goes and buys extra. Yeah, and you know what would be a good business idea for Zara yeah. and all of these other brands that are popular yeah. among you know the uh, ladies have a little VR session, like a VR section in store so that when the husbands mm. or the, the boyfriends are waiting for their partners to shop, they can just go play a little bit of VR game and they'll be very happy. And they'll probably tell their friend, uh, tell their partner to say, hey, do you want to shop at Zara today? Let's go. <laughs> That's brilliant. And it's the commercial for the device. But you know what's really cool? I don't know if they have this in America. So if you are in the US or Western Europe or anywhere, anywhere around the world, let us know if they have the following items by emailing us at we love the bridge at gmail.com in china they have these booths mini ktv mm. booths and mini video gaming booths and even napping booths that massage you and stuff like that mm. these are not actually in the stores they're on the mm. mezzanine and on the like they're on the various floors so people who are bored the people don't like to mm -hmm. shop for two hours for two, three t-shirts they can go and yeah, yeah, yeah. sing or play have video you, games or whatever they want have you do. done have you done like the, um have you done the the singing thing when you're when you have like maybe an hour or even 30 minutes to kill you just go into those uh, um, those little booths where you can just sing and then they get recorded and can, they can send the video to your phone. Have you done that? I've done that a million times. Alex, <laughs> unlike you, I like music. I wouldn't want to ruin How it. How would that be ruining it? I am a very good singer. I imagine that I'm a pretty good singer, but I'm not as a good a singer as any of the singers who I enjoy listening to sing. Okay. And I don't want to ruin their music. So I would never sing KTV, ever. I don't like going to KTV because I don't want my friends to ruin my favorite songs either. But you know, when you're singing those songs, you have to pay. <laughs> to sing the songs and that in a way is helping your favorite singer because they get royalties yeah but i don't actually care how much money they make I just <laughs> oh so it's like okay <laughs> jason said no basically well, almost all of the singers that i would listen to probably are dead or dying so i don't mm. really think that they need royalties anymore you know paul mccartney for example i think he's got like hundreds of millions of dollars so he doesn't mm. really need royalties from me anymore <laughs> that is also very, very true. Just, I know, I put down a list, go-karts, laser tag, escape rooms, and, you know, we can, but what other cool thing, inter-engaged yes. activities have you seen, or would you like to see, or could you imagine seeing in these kind of venues? Because this is the new real estate trend. We're right at the beginning, right after everything's opened back up around the world. And, you know, uh -huh. people renting these spaces are looking for tenants, What's going to fill these spaces, Alex? What do you think? There's one thing that I don't know. It has calmed down a little bit recently, but it was a huge trend a couple in the past, maybe two, three years. Um, and they happen a lot in these malls. And those are the murder mystery places. Murder mystery. So we kill someone. <laughs> we, well, oh, no, no. <laughs> then it will be no mystery. It's, it's places. It'll be a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's places where you go. It, it started as a, a board game, like from a couple years ago, I guess, or a long time ago. Who done it? Yeah. 
yeah, kind of the whodunit kind of games, but they incorporate more sophisticated plot twists um, and there's a lot more involvement that you they need from the players. So you would go with a bunch of friends or even people that you don't know and then you pick whatever story you want to be in today. And I think they go from like maybe an hour and a half to even four hours. I don't understand why people want to be in the room for four hours just trying to figure out who done it, you know, supposedly and fictionally. It's like being in a, <laughs> it's like having a work meeting all day and then you have to go and then you're like after work pastime is, is also a meeting with people you don't know. But, but but it was very popular among a lot of people. Oh, you play this with you play these games with people you don't know. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Wow. So and then you, you do that for a couple hours and then you go out and you eat again in the malls. So that's one thing. And a lot of malls nowadays, at least in Beijing, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, they have opened a lot of space for fitness activities, their gyms, their mm. group fitness classes, dance studios that are in the malls as well. So that, you know, before the, before you go to your dance class, you can buy coffee, you can buy whatever. And then after you can have a, a, a meal, grab a bite with your friends. What else? That's the only things I could think of that already exist. But I imagine there are more different, you know, innovative ways of utilizing the space in these malls. I'm physically seeing shops and stuff around Beijing in my head and thinking, oh, this would scale up well in that kind of space. You know, you have the pottery barn place or pottery places where you make things mm -hmm. and then you blast them and then you get to paint them. Yeah. So you could do that. You could also, in the Sanli Tune area, which is a, you know, second tier cool place in Beijing, oh. they have a very cool okay. second story mm. movie theater yeah. that is, uh, you rent a room mm. with a sofa and a and the wall is a big screen TV and you basically get yeah. to you say, I want to watch, I don't know, Fight Club, you know, some old classic movie. And you and your friends watch this movie and it's your own private tiny movie theater and it's not that expensive. Yeah. It's affordable for two or more people. Mm. So I think this would be a pretty cool thing because even if you only have enough space for, say, mm. three theaters, you could be constantly renting them out and making a reasonable mm. lot of amount of money and selling snacks as well. Yeah, I've been to, have you been to those places? I've been to those places. I have only been to the one in San Leitun. It I think it's the same mall that we went to. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. And it's uh, very clean. And apparently they serve other food and stuff if you want to order. But I, we, I didn't do that that time. But then nowadays, honestly, you can pretty much pay for a streaming service at home. And if you have a pretty good streaming device and projector, then you can kind of do that at your own comfortable space. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, also there's a question of where do you go when it's raining? So obviously, you know, a lot of people like to get their 10,000 steps. It's <laughs> raining. Where do you go? The Absolutely. Mall, right? It's got, yeah, Snowy. it's in winter, it's warm Super in hot. summer it saves your electricity bill at home. So why not? So this is the article. This is uh, Eva Rothenberg. The U.S. mall is not dying. Mm -hmm. August 20th, 2023. She says malls are not going extinct. They are merely adapting to a new environment. Mm -hmm. In fact, many have reported robust occupancy levels and bigger crowds than mm -hmm. before the pandemic. And she also goes on to add that between 2020 and 2022, mm -hmm. these malls reported an annual growth rate of 5% with 7.5 billion in total revenue last year, 2022, according to the report, while lower tier malls lagged slightly behind in revenue. Mm. Reporting only 6.4, they experienced a larger growth of 9%. So I'm kind of confused because I don't think the US and China did things the same, if this yeah. is true. It sounds like the US, they didn't have a lockdown at all at any point because malls are doing great. I know. I mean, I would read Instagram posts 
posts uh, and then people in the U.S. would still talk about the quarantine. But I don't I don't think it was as uh, strict. But, but according to my friends who live in Boston, they did say that business seemed to have died down a lot during the initial quarantine stage when it first happened in 2020. But I imagine here's my thing. I could be completely wrong. OK, when I was in when I was living in the States, I mean, I was in Boston and then New York and then a little bit of time in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've never been to a mall like I've been to like big malls, but I've never been to a popular mall. Does that make sense? Like I've never been to a mall where it's packed with people and the only yeah, I've never, it's all like, okay, spacious, it's nice. There's like a lot of brands and stuff. And you, most, most of the things you do in there is shopping or window shopping. Depends on how much money I have um, at the, mo- at any given moment. Sounds like a very bougie mall. Yeah, kind of. It was the one that I was, that was in Charlotte. I, I was visiting a lot and I think it's called the South End Mall. I could be wrong. Uh, something along those, along those lines, but I've never seen that mall packed. I've definitely know? seen, I've seen malls slammed in the U.S. in San Francisco and even when I was a kid in Modesto. California. Mm. There's a a reasonably medium size. Okay. For America, it's a medium size. For China, it's like practically not Mm. at all. But it was slammed when I was a kid. I have memories of people being everywhere in these places. And so I think that there are very popular malls that do get very busy because they're smaller and they cater to a smaller population. I think Modesto, up until when I left in 2012, had one mall mm. but it has two a population of 200,000 so that's yeah. where people tended to go unless the you were a hipster and you hung out in downtown where you probably didn't belong but you know it also yeah. mentions in this article that people aren't just going to malls to find what they want to buy online but they're actually going for the experience of luxury brands. So it says here, 78% mm. of Gen Zers and 70% of millennials follow luxury brands on social channels and they are wanting an in-store luxury experience. So I think people, for mm. people with money, at least in this case, we're talking about various different classes here, they don't care about buying it online and saving 10, 20%. They want to go into the Gucci store and like yeah. be treated by the, you know, the servers there and try various, I don't know, whatever bougie things that bougie people wear on <laughs> and then choose their bougie thing and sit there and have their nails done and then buy a bougie thing. Yeah. So I think also, by the way, as long as we're talking about generational words, I looked mm. up what young people who are about 10 years old are now, because what do you, what comes after Gen Z and millennials? Um, Alpha. Re- oh my God. What? Gen Generation Alpha. That sounds... So I guess it starts over? Yeah, that sounds just made up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. This is what Google told me. Google, you weren't lying, were you? <laughs> because that's what it said. So the people that are younger than the people who are young now are going to be called Generation Alpha. That sounds like, like a team in a, a sci-fi movie, you know? I think it. I think it's the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Yeah, that's you know, true. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon. I had to learn that one. Oh, I, I didn't the know there was a little college. jingle for that as well. <laughs> they just made it so us frat boys could learn it more easily. Okay, so there's also a quote uh, from our author. Mm. There has been a rise in experience-focused tenants in shopping yeah. malls. So this is in the U.S. and it mentions go-karting, trampolining. I, I have seen that in one place in Beijing. Virtual reality, which you mentioned and arcades which mm-hmm. we already have a ton of over here mm. so every every mall has 
arcade. So, I, you know, when I was a, a kid in Modesto, California, we had an arcade in the city. Yeah. And so everyone would go to that one arcade. We had a roller rink. I think it was called like Roller King or something like that. That was the, so we all had one of these each. But here in China, every mall has like all of these things. Oh, that's not, that brings me to other things. Ice skating. About half of the malls in China. Oh, yeah. yeah. How did I, how about did we forget about that? China have an ice skating rink, a big one. Mm. So that's another. And have you been to those places? I went ice skating in San Francisco one time. I fell and I just, my hands like scraped up really bad from like catching myself. And I swore I'm never ice skating again after that. Oh no, I've fallen really badly when I was uh, ice skating, but I still bought a pair of skates because I thought I could I could uh, develop that as my main hobby, being someone from the Northeast part of China to honor my cultural heritage. And that became just a pair of skates that I never used. Never? No. Or at least once. Not even once. (laughs) Hey, the the river, the the canals freeze over here in Beijing and they're full of people every year in the winter. You know what? I think I already did better. Like this summer, there are things that I say I will definitely do um, in summer and winter and I kept failing myself. But this year I did do a lot of pool time. (laughs) And then when this round of winter comes i will do some sort of ice activity when you say pool do you mean like billiards or do you mean swimming swimming (laughs) oh i don't know every time someone says pool i'm confused okay so yeah like do you mean yeah she also mentioned covid quote covid taught us that we are absolutely wired for community and so that's her the end of her argument but i have another article here coresite.com research the state of american mall competitive and attractive and here to stay so there are reasons why Mm. this report which is prepared for business people is going to explain why the mall isn't going anywhere. So for all of those people, Mm. you know, all across America, all across Europe, all across wherever you have malls, don't worry about your favorite mall closing down. It's unlikely people are returning to the mall with, you know, great force. Yeah. I think people are always want to visit physical places, even though there is, you know, uh, commerce and, you know, e-commerce and all of other ways of shopping. Mm. But there's, there's some kind of attractiveness that, that is not being that is not replaceable by that. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think what it's done for me personally, because I, I'm going to make a confession here and uh, I'm going to throw out something that maybe you people don't know. I'm on an allowance. Mm. So all the money I make goes, my, my <laughs> wife collects that and that's for, I don't know, retirement or something, investments, stuff like that. And then she gives me a certain amount of money every month. So I have, a this is my allowance. I'm an adult, I'm 45 years old and I'm on an allowance. But that means <laughs> if I want to buy a lot of cool things, I need to buy some of them online for low prices. Yeah. So recently I bought a a satchel. What? You bought a satchel? By satchel, I mean not, well, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, but it's like a book bag style satchel. It's not like a purse. It's it's not like a bag. I see, I see, it's I see. It's got square, it's a square shape and it looks like books go in it. But I need it for, uh, you know, filming. Mm. I, I run outside with a camera, you know, with a full big Sony like professional camera and then other filming equipment. I need that to carry around and I have been... I, so I got, I didn't want a backpack mm. anymore because it's too inconvenient to take off my backpack and put and take things out. So anyways, I got this bag and I got it really cheap, a 72 Kwai. So that's like, I don't know, 10 bucks. 
11 bucks? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm able bucks, to make, yeah. or I, if I want to buy a hat, if I go to the mall and try to buy a hat, it's 150 quai or like, you know, 10, 20 bucks. But if I buy one online, I can get it for like 20, 30 mm. quai, which is like, mm. I don't know, four or five dollars. So <laughs> I, I, I get a lot of these gizmos and gadgets that I want really bad online, but then I still go to the mall and I spend money on stuff there and experiences and shop, you know, shopping and like whatever. But my money goes farther by mixing yeah. the two. I still get the social of going out and the experience of being in the mall yeah. or, you know, cool places like Wukwesong. But I also ha- have the opportunity to have <laughs> neat little doodads and gizmos that I can get for affordable prices on yeah. Jing Dong. <laughs> Jing Dong. I like how you sing it like it's a, it's a little tune. Brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only way I see malls being replaced, especially when it comes to just shopping for clothes, the other activities, you know, are they could be arguably replaced by mm. devices at home. But the only way I see shopping for clothes being a physical shopping for clothes being replaced by virtual shopping is that some device has to take a full 3D scan off my body. And then that has to be like updated daily with how much I eat the, the night before, what? whether it can fit into that dress. And then, you know, like all of the clothing items need to be digitized and then we can do like a virtual try on to see how I look and then I need to be able to like twirl my icon or my avatar around to see how I look from different angle and walk around and I don't see that I don't see that technology happening that fast or that accessible to everyone that wants to go shopping so I think it'll the malls are going to be here for a considerable amount of time I think you just said something that's all going to be coming true sooner than you think I was at Siftis again China's inner National oh, no. Fair for Trade and Services, and they had a medic medicine and nursing care like area, which was the five warehouses interconnected, and they had some really cool stuff and like mm. remote surgery, and they were showing them like doing that thing with the egg that's going viral. They were doing it right there, but one of them was like I can't remember the exact name, but it was something like Virtue Me, and you step into this thing, and they, they okay. close it, and it sends gas, and it t- sucks the gas out. It knows your BMI almost instantaneously by your weight height and the amount of Uh space that your body takes up based on your height and weight. And then it, it, they actually take your heart and all the stuff and they create a virtual you that looks like you. That's a physical avatar of you. But the purpose of it isn't entertainment. The purpose of it is for them. Okay. Now go live your life and you, t- you update on your watch or your mobile device, how many calories you're eating and how much you're walking and all this stuff. And if your virtual me thinks that you might have a stroke, it'll say, Hey, your virtual, your virtual you is possibly going to have a stroke within the next six months. You should go see your doc- doctor. So you mm. exist side by side mm. with a virtual version of yourself that you take everywhere with you that exists in the cloud or, or you know, Web3 or whatever. But it, it when it gets sick, it's a warning to you that you may mm. be about to get sick. That is something I want to see technology being used on. Well, I mean, then, and you could also put dresses on it. That's what I'm saying. They haven't done that. They didn't do that. No, it wasn't there. But I could imagine... They could put dresses on it and it would just be one more step, Alex. I know, I know. I've seen, yeah, you know, like theoretically, but or for pants, everybody to be able to do that and for that to be so accessible to everyone, you know what? I could be completely wrong. Who thought that the, the computer could write your essays for you without you even doing anything right, yeah. like a couple of years ago, yeah. right? So I could be wrong, but I just, I just hope that when that day comes, we can still keep some of our 
original intentions of just having physical touch with things. Maybe I think Jason, I think you and I are showing our side of being old school quite a lot on this show, but you mean you want me to go out into the real world, Dad? That's <laughs> yucky. I have to touch like things. Mm. Ooh, there's bugs and germs out there. I want to say it's fun to run in the park. <laughs> there's like mosquitoes in the park. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that was a great. Oh my god! That you did. I, I commend you. Thank you. Thank I you. commend you for trying. Well, I'm. I'm from California. Now. It's not too far off. Yeah. Okay, so it says according to this article that. Uh, Strong occupancy, say, oh, sorry, strong occupancy rates reflect demand for real t- retail space, and it suggests that all tiers, mm. they divided into three tiers of malls, have very strong occupancy rates, and malls are not going anywhere. So the overall feeling, you know, I was wondering about this too. I've been thinking about this for years. As China mm. just starts going mall crazy, and there's just malls everywhere you go, I was thinking, yeah, there's JD too, and there's like Taobao, and there are all these online platforms. What's going to happen to the mall? But I think mm. malls are safe because people still they want to be around other people we're still social creatures yeah for sure and it makes you feel like you're a different person if you know what i mean just being around in that space with all the brands of course there are brands that you're going to actually purchase from but there are also brands that you can't really afford at ease but it's it's it kind of makes you feel like you don't have to think about whether you can actually afford it or not so it puts you in a different space physically and then when you meet people in that space you also can't you can also kind of forget it's like a a mini retreat you yeah, know? yeah yeah i was thinking about this about malls about what is a mall what purpose does it serve it's a relatively new phenomenon that's probably only been around for I don't know, a century maybe at the most mm. uh, i recently went to Chengde, which is to the northeast of here but still in the beijing area yeah. in hubei province yeah. and my wife and i we were, were only there for literally like 25 hours something like that okay so we arrived we went to a hotel we went to sleep we woke up the next day and crammed an insane amount of stuff In one day, we went to Puning Temple, which is a Tibetan Buddhist, Uh uh, multi-Chinese ethnic minority style temple. We went to the Summer Palace there, which is the Avoiding Summer Mountain Palace, which is a place where the emperors used to go for hot summers. Mm. Then we went to a couple more Buddhist temples. And I was like, wow, we did so much. I can't believe how much we did. And we went to the train station and left. Mm. We have a friend. His name is David Fung. He is the uh, king of train knowledge. I dare anyone in the world to go up against David Fung. Knowledge <laughs> of trains in any continent, in any country. Oh, wow. He will know more, more than them. Anyways, David immediately started saying, oh, did you have fun in Chengde? And then did you go to this place, that place, this place? And he mentioned, and three of the places he mentioned were malls. And I was thinking. Oh, interesting. Do tourists go to malls? Apparently they do, and I'm just not one of them. (laughs) You go to a new city, and you know, it's museums, right? It's museums and parks and and like statues, no? True, very true, but I still go to the mall. So interesting. If I was there for a couple weeks, (laughs) but if I'm only there for a couple days or a few days, there's no way I'm squeezing going to a mall in there. Oh, man. Let me tell you, when I was in Thailand, I was only in Bangkok for, I think, three, four days. I think three days initially. And on day two, I was walking around and there's something about the entrance of these malls. They just 
just they just suck you in you know they just they just when you walk by them and they just look at you they're like you need to come in and I, I just answer and I say yes and I go inside <laughs> <laughs> malls talk to Alex yes malls they do they really do if you, you listen to it carefully you'll you'll hear what they want to <laughs> say to you but then I walk you okay here's the thing I walk into the malls and it's just like any other mall that I've been to it's it's got this high ceiling it's got the beautiful AC especially in the summertime in mm. in Thailand is very much needed mm. and people are very nice and you look at a couple of dresses you're like yes I know these brands are everywhere else in the world but I'm gonna buy one of them here in Thailand it'll mean something different mm. to mm. me mm. and then you keep walking and you realize that the malls are kind of connected or walkways that connect one mall to another so I think wow. I just went to like four <laughs> four malls and then in at the entrance of each mall there's all of these restaurants that I used to like uh, that I saw mm. in other parts of the world and they were all there in Thailand and that became one thing that really really stuck to me in my entire trip in Thailand which is how great the mall is or sorry mm. how great the malls are in, in Bangkok and it just it was just great and they got like all kinds of dessert I just went crazy I was by myself and it was absolutely an amazing time thanks to the malls in Thailand that's an amazing story, which reminds me of a couple of other things. You know, in terms of buying things in the physical real world, yeah. I was in I was in Tibet and I was at this place oh, called jealous. Luluang Forest, which is really high. I was like, I don't know, it was like 4,000 meters above sea level. Mm. Some of my compatriots couldn't breathe and had, were on breathing machines when we got yeah. there. I was I was okay. <laughs> well, good for you. Anyways, we were at like this really cool lookout vantage place. And there were some local Tibetan mm. merchants that were selling stuff in this like a, I don't know what you would call it, like a strip. It's like a, a little walking road that leads out to the uh, main area. Anyways, there was a lady making cappuccinos there and everything. <laughs> Bizarre for me. A but coffee's um, everywhere. <laughs> coffee is everywhere. And, uh, there was a, sh uh, they were selling trinkets and in Chinese mythology, you know, in, uh, I don't know, not just in Buddhism, but in other things too, Taoism and yeah. stuff, there's a symbol of this rod with four parts that poke out of each side. And it's supposed to be the symbol for like lightning and magic. Okay. Power. Now that you see, I, I, I'm not describing it well, and there's probably a Chinese name that would instantly. Make yeah. You Cause know I tried to, I tried to picture about. what it was but, and it didn't, nothing really came to mind immediately. <laughs> sorry. I'm not, not descri describing it well enough. Anyways, I, I wanted yeah. it really bad. And I, I was like, how, much how much do you want for me like oh 80 quai and i i did buy it okay you know and uh one of my compatriots who was with me said you know you could probably get that online for like 20 quai why did you buy it and, and i was mm -hmm. like because i got it here in the himalayas in tibet exactly. like yes i can go back to beijing and order one online but it's not going to be from tibet now that exactly that is that is the point it's the, the same thing with my parents when i go to a different city no i said well bring some of their fruits or bring some of their their, their special noodles and theoretically, I could order all of those things online. <laughs> but it just means something <laughs> right, yeah, different absolutely. when you do it physically by yourself. Well, yeah, you know, we are out of time. There are more we could talk about. I was, I wanted to tell you about Shidan because Shidan has a, set, a series of malls. You could just walk from one to the other. Yeah. Like in your story. But we're out of time. If you guys want to join this conversation, please email us your ideas by emailing welovethebridge at gmail.com. And we will read your comments on the air. Thank you so much for your time, listeners. Thank you for your time, Alex. Thank you, Jason. We'll see you next time. 